The country's former social services minister, Christian Porter, has faced an afternoon of questioning at the Royal Commission into the former government's illegal robo-debt debt recovery scheme. Christian Porter's time in the witness box follows former human services minister Alan Tudge's repeated attempts to deflect responsibility at yesterday's hearing. The former Attorney-General was also acting in Alan Tudge's role when the first media reports of victims receiving false debts surfaced. Alex Lewis is covering the hearings for the ABC. Welcome to Drive. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks for having me. Alex, Christian Porter is still on the stand. Thank you for ducking out for us. What has been the standout from his evidence today? Well, I'm sure you're used to Polly's dodging questions on your program. And uh, this afternoon, he's been grilled about an interview he did on RN, uh, in which he not only avoided questions, but gave false information. So just to set the scene, Mr Porter was Social Services Minister and he was acting human services minister at the time while Alan Tudge was on leave. And around Christmas 2016, people started going to the media having received robo-debt notices. So on the 3rd of January 2017, he was interviewed on RN and that transcript was shown to the Royal Commission. And Mr Porter asserted that in 80% of compliance letters sent out, there had been an overpayment. Now that was incorrect. In fact, it was a much smaller number and Mr Porter admitted that he came to realise through his lawyers in preparing for the Royal Commission, that it was around 16%. And in that same RN interview, Mr Porter was asked about the onus being put on welfare recipients to supply proof that they didn't owe the government money. And Mr Porter asserted that recipients had a general obligation to provide information to the government, but it was later found by the Solicitor General that welfare recipients were under no obligation to respond to those letters. And Commissioner Catherine Holmes asked Mr Porter if, as a lawyer, didn't he need to know the statutory parameters for the letters? And he replied, saying in hindsight, it was a fair question, but at the time things were moving quickly and that the talking points he had been given while acting as Human Services Minister were incorrect and did not answer questions about the validity of the scheme as that scrutiny intensified. Now, going to what Christian Porter knew or asked to know, he told the Commission that he asked for a brief on those initial accusations of incorrect debts when they surfaced. What response did he get from his department, do we know? Well, he he says that he he became frustrated um, in the, the, the lack of, or the, at the level of detail, the lack of detail in the information he was given from the department. And of course, uh, Mr. Taj was on leave, so it was up to Mr. Porter um, to re- respond to those early queries and conduct media interviews. And and he said that he, uh, essentially the talking points he was given uh, did not answer the question that was being put, uh, which was about this idea, idea of income averaging um, to raise a debt. So people, um, their tax office data was being averaged out over a year and used to alleged debt, even if they'd only worked for part of that year and received benefits for a portion of that year, Sarah. So he said he was given talking points that didn't answer his question. Did he follow yes. up? Well, it, he, he, um, he basically said that he, he, he didn't... Um, he, he did follow up, but didn't sort of turn his mind to some of the specific details um, about averaging... And um, by the 10th of January that year, um, Alan Tudge had returned back from leave. He said he came back early to try and sort, sort out the issue. Um, but we're just sort of in the chronology now getting through to uh, sort of what happened throughout that January, what information um, Mr Porter uh, did indeed seek from his department.
Now, how did Christian Porter respond to his former colleagues' attempts to deflect responsibility onto him? Um, which, uh, are you talking about Mr Tudge there? Oh, apologies. No, I see. It was, uh, so this week's hearing has heard numerous accounts of the media strategy around the scheme, including revelations that case details were released to media outlets considered favourable to the coalition. Uh, Today, Christian Porter was also questioned about the media strategy. What did he have to say to that? I must admit, I haven't heard him, him, Mr Porter, questioned about the strategy. I mean, Mr Tudge has certainly been questioned about the um, uh, the, the strategy and, and yesterday um, it admitted that he authorised the release of the personal information of welfare recipients uh, to the media uh, to, as he put it, correct the record. So these were cases where people uh, had, had shared their stories after receiving a death notice and, um, and they... And, Mr. Tudge's office supplied information uh, to journalists, to, to certain out, um, outlets, right-wing outlets, um, basically debunking their claims uh, to, to correct the, the record because as they thought that it, it was the only way to to counter um, many of the negative stories that were swirling at this period of time. If you've just joined us, ABC Brisbane reporter Alex Lewis is talking about today's evidence at the Royal Commission into the robo-debt scheme here on RN Drive. We heard from Alan Tudge again this morning uh, before Christian Porter took the stand. What were the main takeaways from what Alan Tudge had to say earlier today? Well, Mr Tudge was asked about um, about whether, I guess, how much he knew and whether he turned his mind to the lawfulness of the scheme and he, he has said that he didn't. You know, he he um, just assumed that he'd been given the correct information by the, the secretary, secretary of the department, and um, he was questioned about a 2015 executive minute, which was, um, you know, part of the formulation of the policy that became RoboDebt. And in that document, um, it had been flagged that there may be the need for legislative change, and um, Mr. Tudge signed. Um, uh, signed a minute saying that he essentially viewed that document, um, but he he thought it uh, was apologies. He said he, he hadn't viewed that document, but e- even if he had, he wouldn't necessarily have considered that to be much of a red flag because he knew that the program had gone through the cabinet process and a, a rigorous process. He says where um, there was a checklist which uh, specifically asked whether or not a program required legislative change, and then and that the brief that went to Cabinet said it didn't. So he was confident in that process and he didn't uh, request any further legal advice, um, even though he admitted in the stand today that that would have been prudent to have done so as when he was Minister. It's such a complex matter, isn't it? Alex Lewis, thank you so much for joining us. Pleasure. Thank you. Alex Lewis is covering the Royal Commission for the ABC. Find more great ABC RN stories that take you beyond the headlines on the ABC Listen app.